Let's get in our private chat, open up some champers, and head That's on quiet. to Hollywood with our two senior film correspondents. Reggie, the real critic, Ponder, joins us every Friday to go over his movie choices of the week. And Matt Fagerholm from IndieOutlook.com and RogerEbert.com is our special guest. We're talking about the top films of the year, and I can't think of two people that I'd rather have this discussion with. I, I just feel like the family's back together. That's what I think. Oh, it's man. Like we're back I'm, together I'm for about, the holidays. I'm talking about oh, we yeah. are family. <laughs> <laughs> I got all my critics in me. I'm so happy that you two are here. Uh, this was a great year for movies. Yes. I think across the board. So I wanted to invite the two of you to tell me about your top films of the year and there are two of you we want to talk about 10 movies although there may be some overlap but I will start with Reggie Ponder what is your number five movie I, I, so so I, didn't, I didn't put these in in, in any order and that's uh, my, my, my bad that's my because bad. you're kind and you yeah. don't want to pit them against yeah, I, one another I, I, well, <laughs> well you know I was looking at Matt's list and I'm like didn't see that didn't see that oh man I wanted to see that Matt saw so many movies I'm so upset and I, there's I, still so many I haven't seen there's been more films released this year than ever before because of all the platforms so mm. that's easy to not see ever. I mean I, it's impossible to see everything so, that's so, what I'm saying so I'm going to start with uh, one of the films that I think uh, was forgotten this year because it came out so early, and from a, uh, the African American Film Critics Association, it came out as one of our our favorite film of the year, which is Us. Us. Yes. Oh my gosh. And oh. and I I, I think I that, that came out this year. Right, mm-hmm. right. A lot of people forget that it came out this year. And right around my birthday. And March. <laughs> there we there there we go. Um, one of the things about this film is that. You do have to stick with it because it takes some twists and turns, and the, and this whole doppelganger thing mm-hmm. was so interesting. But the way in which they pulled you into this film, I left actually kind of shell shocked. It's like, oh my goodness, this was one. Matt and I were just talking uh, a little earlier about films, and uh, he said some good stuff. Yeah, you, it, <laughs> Matt, Matt Fagerholm, Do they know where to find this guy? I hope so. I keep okay. saying it. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. it's, hey, if they've listened, they found me. So. But one of the things we were talking about is how there, firstly, there were so many films this year. There, there were so many. But the, some people forgot about Lapita Nyong'o's performance in this. She was so good playing those two characters. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the films that I wanted to talk about was Us, and uh, maybe we can go back and forth and we can get one from Matt. All right. Number yes. Eight, so my number five is a film called St. Francis, directed by Alex Thompson. It won the Audience Award at South by Southwest this year, and it will be distributed next year through Oscilloscope. But I just thought it was one of the most beautiful films. This woman in her young, in her uh, you know late 30s who is trying to figure out what her direction in life is and she uh, I don't know what that's gets like. pregnant exactly <laughs> and she gets pregnant she's not sure what to do with the baby and then she develops this wonderful bond with this girl that she's kind of nannying and 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 it's the kind of young girl performance that you know, Ramona Edith Williams is the actress that is not relying on precocious stereotypes. She just kind of cuts through all the BS and says things because what she says is unfiltered. Like I have nieces and nephews who are her age, and that's exactly how kids talk. And I just thought it was handled so beautifully. It's the antidote to our divisive, angry times. So people check it out. St. Francis. That's number five for my list. St. Francis and us coming in respectively at number five for Matt Fagerholm and Reggie the Real Critic Ponder. It's- Again, in no order for me, yeah. but I have to say, and it's not on Matt's list, and it it got me is the Irishman. I that film 
really worked for me. And I want to tell you that the relationship between De Niro and uh, Joe Pesci. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> OMG. That for some people, this movie is will be hard to watch because it is long. Is this one like three hours and 30 minutes? Three and a half hours, yeah. but it flew by compared to some films we'll be discussing later. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. Uh, th- but the, the story is so interesting. The setting is interesting. The way in which uh, these characters play against each other. Mm-hmm. I, I was so engrossed in this film that I watched it all the way through. I know some people did, like half here and take, then, yeah, then half there. Yeah. And, and I saw it at the Landmark in Chicago with a massive packed audience, and I don't think I saw one person get up to go to the bathroom during those three and a half hours. So that that's a test. No, it's an excellent film. It's definitely somewhere on my list. It's it, not it, my top it, five. It's, it's on my list, and if you want to know what happened to Jimmy Hoffa, go see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you will find out what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. I think he fixes Hoffa. our car, honestly. <laughs> What came in at number four for you, Mr. Fagerholm? It's my favorite documentary of the year by Miss Penny Lane. What a wonderful name that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, this documentary, Hail Satan, question mark. Just <laughs> <laughs> about this uh, activist group, the Satanic Temple, that is trying to attack any group that is trying to dissolve the line between church and state. And so whenever they see the Ten Commandments erected in front of a government building, they're like, well, well we have to have our statue of Baphomet, you know, our satanic fair. thing in front of it. And it is, <laughs> I just thought it was extremely funny, but also very relevant uh in in this time where everything just seems to be you know you just want to be dissolving that line just get that big eraser and say you know we're just suddenly this nation that only caters to one faith and it's like no that that is not what america was founded on originally and uh, i don't think it should be and i just thought it was a beautiful piece of work and it's amazing the satanic temple i was like maybe i am a satanist at heart because (laughs) growing up catholic i was you know there were certain principles i followed and now it seems like the church is falling away from those and this and the satanists are picking it up so who knows there there you go (laughs) i uh you know what it's everybody i know that saw that movie came out just like Exactly that. Am I a saint? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had no plans on becoming one. It just shows the upside down world we live in right it now. Is a, it is a wild yep. place and a crazy time <laughs> to be alive. Uh, my, my next one is The Joker. The Joker is on my list. And this was, I think, a step up for comic book villains <laughs> as it relates to the movies. It. Th- the, the way in which they went into this character showed you who he who he was and how and why he became mm-hmm. the Joker. Yeah, I think they did this better than any of the other Jokers that that we've seen in in, in past time. Now, now Heath Ledger was phenomenal in the role that that he mm-hmm. played, mm-hmm. and it's a different Joker. It, but it's, it's a different it's, Joker. It's just a, it's just a different Joker. Yeah. This one was one of those that was I I, I watched it with fright actually yeah that joaquin phoenix was so great in this film it is absolutely on the top of my list but let me tell you something that's interesting mm-hmm. i wouldn't go see it again <laughs> I, there's a lot of movies like th- that this that is I've a seen. this is a film that I, I i will watch it again but i really wouldn't go on my own to say oh let me go watch that again because it, it this is a tough one to watch and it i i think it I, I actually deals with some issues that are important about mental health in america mental health, our lack of funding for uh, that yeah people bullying other folks uh loneliness mm-hmm. all of those things and how that kind of created this monster so the joker is absolutely on the top of my list 
Matt Fagerholm. Yes, and uh, another one that that affected me like the jo- like Joker, The Nightingale, just as timely. This film by Jennifer Kent, who directed The Babadook, amazing film about a woman trying to reclaim her identity that's been robbed from her by this horrible act of abuse. But it's not just a revenge film. It's about her realizing that revenge can only go so far and it, it, the film reaches a certain catharsis as she is, you know, basically using this guy, this this indigenous man in, in Tasmania. She's like, you're going to help me find this guy. And she's just, you know, using him as a helper. And around and, and as the film goes on, you see how, you know, this guy is not going to take any of this BS. He's like, no, sorry, I'm a not human. Not going to happen. And they start to see each other as people. And, and I like that because her character is very flawed, even though she's the victim, and it's just a really complex, beautiful film about us seeing each other as people. And and it does what Green Book thought it was doing, <laughs> but okay. failing. And this this film really uh, does it right. So I thought I thought it was really well done. Reggie Ponder is here. So is Matt Baker, home from IndieOutlook.com and RogerEbert.com. I'm Jill Hopkins. We're talking about movies, uh, most notably these two gentlemen's favorites of the year. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. Uh, Matt Vagerholm, what is your number two favorite movie of 2019? Whereas my number four, Hail Satan, number three, The Nightingale, are on Hulu right now. You can find my number two on Netflix, and that is Marriage Story by Noah Baumbach. This movie looks uh, very good and also real depressing. Yes, <laughs> depressing, but in a but also very cathartic because this is the truth of this relationship that has crumbled yet you can tell there is still love existing between this couple played by adam driver and scarlett johansson and it's very much uh you know harkening back to 40 years ago kramer versus kramer mm-hmm. with dustin hoffman and meryl streep well, exce- which is a great <laughs> film but that film was much more from the male perspective and i guess you could argue to a degree there is some of that in marriage story but i think it is much more well balanced between understanding exactly where Scarlett Johansson's coming from, understanding where Adam Driver's coming from. It's the best performances either of them have ever given uh, by a long shot. It's good to see Scarlett finally playing a white woman. That's, it's, you know, <laughs> they're perfectly cast, let's just say. But it's Can't how, stop making fun of her. I'm sorry, Scarlett Johansson. But it's how the lawyers screw up everything. It's like they could have had a very clean break and everything would have been okay, but it's how the legal system in this country makes everything so much more difficult and terrible. And Laura Dern should get the Oscar just right now for supporting actress. I think she's so brilliant. She's good in everything. Lawyer. She's great. And I, she hasn't won yet, so I'll just give it to her. And they'll give Lupita for best actor. Let's, let's just give out the Oscars right now. Like, yeah. Let's do that, Matt. Yes. Let's do that. One of these days, they're just going to call up the studio <laughs> while you guys are on. They're like, we need an Oscar host. Yes. Get Matt and Reggie on the line. Let's do it. Oh, we should do that. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I love it. I <laughs> love it. So, Matt and Reggie so you for did the number Oscars. four? That. You did your number four? Yeah. Uh, or yes. number two. Yep. Yep. My number, number two. two. I'm so sorry. this is your number So I don't know if this is my number two, but it... It, it, it comes in at my number two because you're making me do this <laughs> is Little Women. I like this movie so much. I was telling Matt that this is a I, I really do judge movies on would I watch them again. And Matt, I guess, had to watch it again because he watched <laughs> it three times. But this is a, this is a, it really is a coming of age story, but it has everything that you're looking for in, in a film. It has this woman empowerment story, which is so good. And it's it doesn't it's not a pandering mm-hmm. women empowerment story, which is what I, I really like. But women run this whole film from the aunt to the mom to the sisters. So from that perspective, 
But then each of the sisters are extremely interesting with mm-hmm. their own things happening. But then there's the love story that's this hap- more than one love story that's happening there as well. And this and this kind of bucking the system about what a woman should do, how mm-hmm. a woman should be. And how a woman should put their mark on the world. And how too. a woman it's should put, exi- put, yeah. put their mark on the world. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Sorry. This, I just, no, no, I, I appreciate <laughs> but I, that. I know, I'm just agreeing this, with you. This is such a good movie, and it is absolutely in, in my top film. So I would, I would recommend people check this one out. See, I'm from Generation X. So the 1994 Little Women with Winona Ryder and uh, Gabriel Byrne and Christian Bale lives deep inside of my heart. I saw that movie so many times when mm-hmm. I was in high school. If I uh, if I have seen that movie so many times that I can recite mm-hmm. it, is Greta Gerwig's Little Women something that I'm going to enjoy as well? I think so because this has a fresh take on it. It's I not totally trying to be the so. 94 film, and it's doing uh, this non-linear approach that sometimes that can just be a gimmick, but there's a real reason why. She's flipping back and forth between time periods, and I think it really all kind of builds. I think you'll feel very satisfied by it. And, and, Even and if it, you don't love it as much as the other one, and, I think you'll be happy you saw and it. And it really works. It really does work. Okay. I, I you know, the, the radio version of the drum roll <laughs> is the DJ Airhorn. <laughs> so let's talk about Matt Fagerholm's favorite movie of 2019. Yes. What was it? Oh, my god! All right. It was a film from France. It's a film that has not gotten a wide release yet. It'll be in wide release in February. It goes in a limited release. Uh, I think uh, around this time right now in, in the U.S., Portrait of a Lady on Fire, mm. uh, directed by Celine Siama. And it's about a woman who is being forced into marriage. She doesn't want it, and uh, they need to get her portrait painted before the wedding. So they hire this female artist to come in, do the portrait, and wouldn't you know it, the two women start to have an attraction towards each other, which is not, which is kind of forbidden in 18th Uh-oh. century Uh-oh. Brittany, Uh-oh. but it is some of the best acting, some of the best direction, some of the best cinematography, some of the best music I've seen just in, just in ages. I think it is an absolutely breathtaking piece of cinema, and I think everyone should see it. And it, this is by the same studio, Neon, that also has distributed a great film, uh, Clemency, which I won't say too much about, but I'll just say, the, the, it, it kind of shares the same characteristic where the actor's face tells the story. You don't even need dialogue in either of these movies. Just put the camera on the person's face, and there's the movie. That's, the, that's all I'll say. <laughs> so this is what I'm thinking. I am going to take off next year and just let Matt come into the studio because... He's already told you what no, the movie I was I about to say. No, I was going to no. say clemency. And no, please. Is, is, no, no, I didn't no, say no, what Matt, I'm just, no, I'm just, <laughs> it, this clemency stars uh, Alfred Woodard as the warden of a, of a correctional institution where they are actually committing, executing the death penalty. And this story tells the story of the impact that that has on her, on her family, on the community, on the people that are uh, that that were killed, uh, who committed, who the victims of the crime. Mm-hmm. So it really kind of does this 360 about what putting people to death means and and how it feels and how it impacts uh, every facet of of life, and it is absolutely riveting. Alfre Woodard, she she is the film. Mm. Uh, it's interesting because Matt and I were talking outside, and and you were talking about Aldis um, doing a, a great job as well mm-hmm. uh, from 
He he's he's the Alice guy. Hodge Al- is the Al- man Al- on Alice death Hodge, row. who's yeah. who's on death row. The 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 film is is very well acted. It's done by the studio Neon, which you're upset with because <laughs> just because they have, just because they bury their films, which mm. which I don't like. Is uh, everyone should have seen Portrait by now. Everyone should have seen Clemency, Clemency by, by now. now, and they're not they're not showing their films nearly enough. I don't so think. so that's 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 gonna go to my top. Because Alfred Woodard should be up for the Oscar for she, Best Actress she, this year. She it'd ab- be a crime if she's not nominated. If she's not, it, it will be a crime. Yes, and and I'm just gonna sneak <laughs> in. I know we got two other movies to talk about. Is that a Netflix movie? That that's in my top ten is Dolomite is my name. No, I loved it. And it was hugely entertaining. It, it was movie. phenomenal. Wesley Eddie, Snipes should get a best supporting oh, now. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my and, gosh. And, and, and Murphy was so good yeah, in, so in, good. in that film. So I just had to throw that out. Yeah, that's one of the the ones that I will be returning to. Oh boy. <laughs> oh my god, you guys! If you had told me as a child in the early 1980s that we would have too many Star Wars is. <laughs> I don't know what I would have thought about it. The Rise yes. of Skywalker is in theaters now. Half my Twitter feed saw it last night with their children. <laughs> uh, I hope that you all are still asleep, but let's talk about it with our film reviewers. This is the last in this particular trilogy. Uh-huh. Uh, we meet back up with Ren and uh, with Kylo Ren. We meet back up with Finn and Poe. Oh Ray. my gosh. I'm so excited. Tell me if that excitement is warranted, gentlemen. Well, I, I, I think after seeing it twice, it's probably like my seventh favorite uh, Star Wars episode, which is not to say it's bad. Yeah. It's just to say it's not quite as wonderful as I think the first two in this trilogy. I think this one kind of was put together by a committee trying to do damage control, saying, well, all these people had problems with The Last Jedi because we took a lot of gambles in that movie and we have to kind of paper over stuff. And it takes less risks. I still think Daisy Ridley's performance as Rey carries the film. I think it carries it emotionally. It allowed me to feel somehow satisfied at the end. I mean, but it just, but it was lesser. Like I saw Last Jedi four times in the theater and people cheered every single time, you know, at different moments. This one, at least maybe the audience I was with last night was just very dead. It was just people were like just kind of accepting and going, okay, this is how it ends. And 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 I'm sorry, Lando was wasted in this film. Okay, Billy D. I, Williams was brought back and they didn't give oh, him anything to no. do. Yeah, no. yeah, and, and and I think that that's true. I, I I actually like what you just said, Matt, about uh, maybe they did some things to appease folks from mm-hmm. the from oh, the last tons. movie. I, I didn't feel that way, however. Okay, I didn't feel that way, but I think that that's a, actually a good observation. Mm-hmm. I, I I felt satisfied when I mm-hmm. left. I didn't feel that it was the the best movie, but I thought that they put the pieces together in a mm-hmm. way that made me say, oh, okay, that, that works. Yeah. They, there were they things had, I liked. There were definitely had, things I liked. They had enough of, the, the, there were some really great great fight scenes, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I felt the, the showdown fight scene was really good uh, mm-hmm. for me. I liked the fact that they brought back some characters and, yes. and, and they integrated them in a way that it was actually satisfying to see. It was some, emotionally it, satisfying. It, it was, some of those moments. It, it, yes. Some of those moments were really satisfying. And so, and then the fact that they went from uh, different places, different planets, I think kept it kept it interesting as well. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's not I, a disaster. Yeah. I just wish it was better. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly that the that she carries that movie. She does. And she's, she's a strong. wonderful actress. She's, she is she's a wonderful actress. She is extremely strong. Yes. In in this film, so um, for me, I, I, I would give it. I, I you know my my ratings are out of four, <laughs> so I'm giving it three out of four. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I liked I'd it and that. I thought it was good. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I'm going to see it one way or the other because I have, you know, <laughs> I, I, like I said, I'm Gen X. I am contractually obligated. Uh, oh, you know, everyone should George see Lucas. it and make up their own mind. Everyone should <laughs> stop listening to trolls and see it and make up their own mind. This is this is not a terrible movie. So if people are saying it is, I'm sorry. I, I could <laughs> I could see how people were really upset with the last one because of, of what happened, but. I don't think that made that a bad movie. No. I think, it, I think the point of a middle chapter is to muddy things up, make you ask questions. What's do people know what a trilogy is? Hel- All right. <laughs> Hello. All right. Mixed reviews on Rise of Skywalker, but people seem to be uh, very united on their reviews yeah. of this next yeah. film. Uh, with the Boston Globe saying, "My eyes are burning. Oh God, my eyes." <laughs> Uh, the beat says cats is the worst thing to happen to cats since dogs. <laughs> and uh, Variety magazine says nine may not be enough lives for some of the stars to live down their involvement in this poorly conceived and executed adaptation uh. of Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical. And just because Jellicles can and Jellicles do, does that mean Jellicles should? Oh. We find out uh. in uh, with cats. Starring all of your favorites, kind of. Uh, Reggie Ponder, what did you think of this film? So so I, I saw Cats on Broadway, and uh, from a theatrical perspective, this movie, I mean, the the, the play really worked for me. Uh, the sets, the the actors, the, the whole ambiance. And we were just talking about, you said, well, it's just a couple of vignettes. But I, I think that this plays so well on the stage in, in a way that it, it really worked for me. And so I was with the great anticipation to see this on the big screen. And this is what I'm going to say. <laughs> I don't remember falling asleep on any movie ever, ever. And I dozed for a few minutes. Oh, no. This, this, it, 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 it just didn't work. There wasn't that, that, that emotional energy that you would like in a film. There wasn't that thing that made you want to care about each of these no. these characters. Like, do I really care? I hope all of them are, are crushed by Idris Elba. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, <coughs> That's also my New Year's resolution for myself. <laughs> so it, it, it did not work for me. Uh, and Matt asked me, do I have a worse film of the year? And I don't, but this might make it because mm-hmm. I, I actually snoozed. Yeah, yeah, you don't hear, like, this is your job. People yes. don't fall asleep on the job often. But I bet the guy from the Boston Globe wishes he did. Yeah, this <laughs> this this is neck and neck with Lion King for worst of the year for me because they're both, like, expensive CGI feline movies. And in one, the, 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 the cats have no expression. And in this one, there's zero coherence to what's happening. Yeah. They just assume you walked in the door and you already love the musical, so we're just going to do everything you expect. And there's not a single moment where they engage you. It's like, oh, who's this? And like, they, all it is is two hours of introductions and then the movie ends. I'm this cat. This is what I do. I'm this cat. This is what I do. You don't, Judy Dench yeah. walks in looking like, like a like a horny Burt Lahr impersonator. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on? And Ian McKellen walks in nuzzling some balsa wood and you can't understand what he's saying half the time. It's an absolute... Free for all disaster. I'm probably making it sound like more fun than it is, but it just goes on forever. It goes on for like nine lifetimes. So this this might be. It might have another life, like uh, like the movie The Room. Yeah, you know, uh, it, yeah. It, it might actually. Maybe. You know, we talk if about everyone's having spiked milk the whole time. Or Hi, right. Kitty. And, and, and I wish I could say. I wish I could say that it was like. Um, 
<sighs> the nails on the board. Yeah, the claws least, on the, the board. The claws on the board. But that that would at least kept me awake. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Ten minutes in, when Rebel Wilson cat, fat suit cat, is like eating <laughs> these human cockroach hybrid oh, conga line. Hilarious. I was like, get me out of this theater. <laughs> Ten minutes in, I couldn't take it. So so Matt leaves. No, I didn't leave. No, no, I, he I left, stayed. He I left. Stayed. He left the Lion King, but he won't leave this one. I didn't one. leave the Lion you left King. Me. You well, left I me. Left you at the, <laughs> I left you, left you in that row. We were holding hands, sitting <laughs> I together, the rest of the movie at the and front he left door. me. So now, nah, th- this has been a terrible year. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great time to leave it all on the table yes. and call it a wrap. Twenty nineteen. Yes. We did it. We did it. And now we're gonna wipe that cat's movie from our memory. <laughs>